What up, what up, what up, what up, crazy people? Welcome to the Black Sheep Perspective. It's your dude, Wes. Once again, I got my little brother, Gus, with me. What it do? Gus, you getting ready for that fight, man? I'm excited for it. I can't yeah. stop talking about it now. I got to keep mentioning it, man. Before I even introduce this fucking awesome guest that I got, I keep mentioning that my little brother's going to be fighting in Puerto Rico. I don't even know if I say it like a fucking Puerto Rican. <laughs> the land of the Boricua. Whatever that means. <laughs> what? And that's going to be on the 25th? January 25th. January 25th, man. Listen, if all goes well, Gus is going to be having his pro debut in, uh, for Combate Americas. So uh, I'm definitely, we're all excited about it. So I want to bring that up really quick because we kind of closed the last show with that information. And that shit caught me by surprise. I was like, damn, I didn't know we were going to talk about that. <laughs> Fucking Yuli just said it out of nowhere. and then That's my dog. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He shows so much love, man. But hey, but let's show love to our guest today, man. <clears throat> I got I to gotta go cold, G-code on this motherfucker right here, man. I got one of Miami's finest finest artists, as in fine artists, slash graffiti artists, slash contempt artists. This man got all kinds of skills, and, and I feel really blessed because he's truly the first, like 100% the first kind of his type to be on the show. I've had fighters. I've had some war veterans. Um, I've had some recovering addicts. I've had some... IG models, and I've always been intrigued with artists of all sorts, especially when I'm just so blind to what, you know, really it is and how you guys live and how you guys are and all that. And anyhow, no further ado, man. I got my dude, Dissum, right here. Dissum 305. Thank you, dog. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the awesome introduction. Appreciate the fuck out of it. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, yeah. Where, where, where does the name Dissum come from? Oh, man. So back in the days, I used to write... Uh, so by writing, I mean like graffiti shit. You know, you do graffiti, you say it's writing. Okay. Um, I so that's what you guys, like when you guys talk about graffiti, you guys say it's writing? Yeah, you don't say you do graffiti, you say you write. Uh -huh. you know I, mean? I think graffiti was the, uh, well, I don't know, you, you you tell me, homie, is that more, was that categorized by the fucking U.S. in regards to when you guys called it writing, they called it graffiti? Or where does that derive from, that's, that term? That's a great question. I have no idea. I love to learn you know it. Hey, you want to look that up for us, Gus? That's a good way to start yeah, the fucking show. Where does graffiti derive from? Who the fuck defined that shit? Yeah, yeah. Where does that term come from? That's a great fucking question. But anyhow, but go ahead. So you were... Um, so I used to... So I grew up out here in Kendall and shit. You know where uh, 152 Ave is at? Okay, yes, so of course. So I grew up out there. I used to play basketball like, across on, at Olympic Park and shit. I had, like, I was a young kid, little afro, you know what I'm saying? So the kids in the neighborhood started calling me disco. Um, so that was my first tag. I started writing disco. A couple years went by, caught a little heat, you know what I'm saying? I was doing, like, a lot of damage and shit. And, uh, and I think I just outgrew the name. There was, like, an old school disco in D.C. And... And I was just like, man, I got to change this tag. Between the heat, the it felt a little corny at the time. You know what I'm saying? I had no longer had the fro like it. <laughs> so I was just like, man, fuck it. Um, I and I really liked the DIS, the the way that the letters flew. Oh, okay, so I okay. I tried to stick to those letters. And back in those days, I was a little bit of a hardhead. And so in graffiti, we got rules where we, cert you could go over certain things. Like you could do a throw up, which a throw up is like bubble letters. You could do bubble letters over a tag. You could do something nicer over a throw-up and then, like, a mural over, like, a piece. You got me? So what I started doing was, on my arrogant bullshit as a kid, I started going over, like, the older guys with nicer shit. All like, right, so hold up, hold up, hold up. This, I'm, I'm going to have to pause you for a second because I know all our listeners are like, what that motherfucker just spoke 17 <laughs> languages. Right. 
17 languages because for sure as you were tossing these terms out i was like okay i know that know that i know that but i know fuck i'm 42 most of these people don't know that okay so you and i know i missed a couple throw up so tag tag is like a regular um, like like just the illegal shit where you just write your name okay so so kind of it's kind of funny how years later that comes back to like some instagram shit and you know what's a tag tag, oh that that, that's what represents you so that was your tag right Okay, and uh, what a throw up is? It's like bubble letters, so it's kind of like bubble letters. So it's a certain style of graffiti. It's it's kind of bubbly. Yeah, yeah. So it's called. I mean, most throw ups are bubbly, but not necessarily. Is I think it's called a throw up because you could just throw it up quickly. You get what I'm saying? Like, so most of the illegal Mm. shit you do like that, you just throw it up. So you could do a throw up over a tag, and it's within the rules or whatever. And then, um, then you got get ups, which a get up is like a more complex kind of like nicer more stylized throw up you could supposedly by the rules you could go over a throw uh a throw up with a gut up and then you got pieces with pieces this is pieces. great i've never heard this so there's like this is like there's unwritten this, rules of this yes shit. yes so this is like street rules but right. they're but they're like wall rules they're like graffiti rules so if it's a they apply to certain people, man, because you'll get your ass kicked for doing this wrong shit to some. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets you a little real cult, yeah, like, like yeah. you know, that's crazy, dude. I never heard that. Have so, you, have you seen it personally where somebody has done that and then they get their ass whooped? In Miami, fuck it, man. Miami's Miami. That shit was serious, dude. Miami yeah. is, from what I've heard from a lot of guys, this is one of the craziest cities to do graffiti in. I graffiti in the '90s in Miami was like mad gang related. So even though I've never been in like no gang shit, like most of my, if you grew up doing graffiti in the '90s, you. Your home some affiliation right there. right right so um so yeah i've seen people get their ass whooped i mean i've whooped people's asses for doing shit and vice like you know what i'm saying like beef has been caught over that shit so what's so okay so let's let people have a little understanding towards that so what, what are the rule breakers what, what is like it's not like i got a problem with you because you just do graffiti no i got a problem with you to this level because you did this so what what are those rule breakers that gets a certain ass whooping or a black ball or what what is what is how does that go I think it's just street shit. You know what I'm saying? If you just carry yourself with respect and you respect everybody around you, then you should be good. You got me? Certain people are fucking, they just think there's no consequences for their actions. And like lately, the like with this new generation, I think I missed that about the old generation where there were consequences for actions. You got me? Like, mm. because a lot of respect has been lost in the shit. Um, but it again, they're all like unwritten rules. Certain people will let certain things slide and other people won't let like, Shit slide, you know. What's one of the biggest rule breakers? I mean, you obviously you, you just don't paint or tag over somebody's shit, right? Like, I think biggest rule breaker you go over somebody that's dead. Who? You know what I'm saying? That's a whole level. And there's that. people that have done that shit out here, and there's. You know I never saying? thought like, of that. See, see, just that quick, and we came even deeper. Okay, so wow. A lot like there's there's people in this game that I don't I do not respect because they've done that kind of shit. I won't say no names because I don't think they're any attention is. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Right. right okay. But there are people that have done that kind of shit, and that's something that I just can't respect. You know what I mean? Like, because that person can't even fucking, like, stand up for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't respect somebody that's no longer with us, then why do you deserve any respect? That's, that's, I mean, it makes total sense. I'm pretty sure that can be applied in so many different ways in regards to uh, using somebody's name in vain or talking about somebody, whatever it is. But, dude, all this shit is fucking intriguing as fuck. Let's, Let's back it up a little bit. First of all, how'd you get into this artistic so bit of you? I don't want to say graffitiness because that's an art, you know. And 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 let me be honest with all the listeners, and I think Gus agrees because we were talking about this earlier. We are 
fucking nimrods when it comes to and I feel and like you, just the main population of people don't really understand. I agree. I agree. And and it's not don't understand graffiti. I'm talking about the levels to art. Yeah. To to yeah. being artistic, to being an artist, to um there's just so many levels to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I know we're both gonna be asking questions and I think we're gonna be speaking for the public when you when you use certain terminology, but let's back it up. When did you start getting into this artistic realm of, you know, finding yourself of whether it's graffiti, art, painting, where did it all start and, and how did that come about? I'm going to rewind it a little bit because I want to finish this. Okay, yeah, for sure, shit. for sure. So by those rules, I started, like I said, I was on some arrogant bullshit as a kid and I started going over guys that were older than me, but by the rules. You got what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like even though now I wouldn't, now that I'm older, I wouldn't want that shit done to me. You got what I'm saying? Of course. But, um, so I was going over older guys with like, nicer shit and then and with the dis because i wanted to stick to those same letters and then i was like D you're dissing them you're dissing them. you got what i'm saying so that's where the tag came from oh. the and then for a long time i was sticking to like diss them all like diss everybody you know what I'm saying? damn yeah. what a great fucking 360 he just did i love it he brought that shit right back around that's that's artistry right there bro he brought I, we were gonna lose it and he brought it back around that's yeah. how diss them came about it's catchy that's fucking dope. I like that shit. And the man. letters are dope, so I just I love the fucking letters. You know what I'm saying? So so according to your stroke, it it, it just really went with with what you do. Those dis is what you said the, was the, the main D -I -S -E -M, thing. Dis yeah, man. They just flew. They, I like the way they flowed, so I stuck to that shit. What did you look up over here, Gus? What are we looking at? All right, where graffiti derived from? So it came from uh, the Holy Trinity Chapel in Lublin. Is that Lublin or Lublin? And I'm literally not being a dick, I'm asking. Lublin, Lublin, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> From the Italian word, graffitio. And they scratched it and made graffiti. Supplied in art history to works of art produced by scratching a design onto a surface. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Ain't that some shit? You see that? You see what the Black Sheep Perspective just brought? It derives from Italy. To the to the hundred and something subscribers. <laughs> I'm Italian too, so I like that shit. I love I love I love to find out where things derive from. I really do, man. It's it's a thing of mine, you know. Um, there's a lot of terms that we use nowadays, from as from as simple as "that's my dog." Where'd that come from? Where that's that's a man's best friend. So that's right, my dog, right, right. you know. Simple as that. To uh, something like this, man. So that that was cool to hear that. Um, this some. Can you please tell us a little bit more about this 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 art? Skill that came out of you. First of all, what kind of what kind of upbringing did you have? Where are your parents from? Were you were you born and raised? You said you were born and raised in Miami. Where are your parents yeah. from? No. So I I, I don't uh, like talking about where I was born. You get what I'm saying? Because I was born somewhere else, but I was there like by kind of like a fluke. So I was there for kind of two weeks, and then um, I flew out to Miami. Okay. Um. So I, I never even talk about where I was born because that shit has like there's no relevance. Relevance. Yeah. Like I don't feel like I'm from there. I got nothing to do with the place. I was there for two weeks by. Not by accident, but just because of like family shit. Um, and then two weeks after that, I came to Miami. From Miami, I was here for a couple of months. Went to Panama, and then I grew up in Panama. I'm gonna say I was there for maybe like three years. Came out here two years. Went back to Panama three years. Came back out here till now. You know. So as far as like where I feel I'm from, I'm I'm Italian, Colombian, Panamanian. You know what I mean? Like and and Miami is fuck. Like my sh that's why I got the 305 at the end of my shit. I couldn't be more. I I feel like. I am Miami, you got me? Like, yeah. Not as in I am Miami, but as in Miami is was built me. The culture is in you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only that, but I also think that you represent it in the way of 
we're so mixed up over here. Right. We're everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but to a certain extent, we're all mixed up, you know, from whatever racist it is. And even if it's not part of your race, the fact that you grew up here, you're influenced by so many races that, you know, when you become a Miami and you're a whole nother breed, there's, there's man. There's no 100% pure Miami, dog, unless yeah. you're a Mikasuki or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. other than that, and I think that's what's beautiful about this place, bro, that it's a melting pot. Like, Word, for like, sure, like, for even, sure. Even the way we speak, like, it sucks, bro, because we go to, like, Latin America, and they're like, oh, you guys are gringos, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then we come out here, and they're like, oh, you guys are all, like, Hispanics. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, we we just fit into Miami. We don't fit in nowhere else, bro. We're some, we're some um, what do you call them, chameleons. We're some chameleons when it comes to everything. But, no, I, I agree with that. And um, I remember using that term from the work perspective, sorry to bring work up, but I remember I used to tell these corporate people when they would come around, uh, just with their little ideas and shit about, hey, man, we should do this, we should do that, you know, according to this, according to that. And I would be like, listen, this is Miami. Like, we are just a fucking alien breed. Like, yeah. you have no idea. Like, even Californians, they're, they're very different from the rest of the world, and so are New Yorkans. Right. Miami, man, we are we got it all up in this bitch. Yeah. This is as melting pot as it gets, you know? And um, until you... Come here and stay here long enough. You, you just you just have no idea. So it, it is what it is. You know, uh, we're not trying to use that against people, but we we know it is what it is. Right. So anyhow, so your parents, man. I remember you and I. So for people listening, I remember when I got put on to uh to this. I was like super intrigued. I said, man, this is the type of guest that I really need. I, I, I love guests like this. I went on to his IG page. I was blown away. So. Really quick, I know we're going to drop it at least two or three more times. If anybody's interested, your IG page. Dism305. That's D-I-S-E-M 305. Okay, so when you go there, you're going to see an art style that I don't know how to describe. I don't know how to describe. Gus was looking at it. Ever since I had my... my, I don't know what to call it, man. We got we got drunk and we ate some nacho <laughs> chips, <laughs> but we had we had a good time. We had a, we had a little, you know, let's get to know each other before we get down and dirty with the podcast. And I try to do that with all my guests, man. And it was it was fun doing that shit with you, you know. And I know there's things that we talked about that we're not going to talk about, but there's so many things that we talked about that I, I definitely don't want to forget. And um, one of the biggest things that you know, I told you, I said, hey, you're one of these first big time like artist artists that I come across. And I hope when it comes to the podcast, I don't want to dumb down anything, but, you know, help me out and help the people listening out. Okay, what are, what are the levels? We, we talked about it earlier when you first got here. and We had our little first drink, you know, to, to smooth things out. Okay, you got some contemporary art. And you said contemporary art is, is basically of the time. Right. Uh, of of the, 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 uh, the era that's going on right now. So, okay, I've never thought about it like that. It makes sense. So, you know, not that you got to see them all because I'm sure there's so many of them. But what what are these levels of art and the different types? Like this guy's abstract, this guy's fine, this guy's you know. Break it down a little bit for us if you I can. I don't think I'm like the adequate person for that to like, but there are different like I guess boxes that you could put different things into. You okay. Know what I'm saying? So you obviously got like your graffiti shit, which is mostly like based off of letters. I mean, as far as like what I do, I could kind of break that down. Like the graffiti thing is is based off of like lettering. Um, and honestly, like I don't think you could consider yourself a graffiti writer if you don't do illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? Or have done illegal shit. Like that's kind of like if you, you want to consider yourself that at some point or another, you must you had to put in work. That's like one of the part of the criteria criteria to As far as I'm concerned, I don't know everybody yeah. else. You got me like 
Doesn't it make a little bit of sense, right? I think it, it does, makes total it sense, right? It does make sense. Like you got your street artists, your street artists are like, not that, you got me, I got like mutual respect for everybody because I'm sure I could be put into every single one of these boxes, you know? Um, street artists are more like the people that just go out, do murals. Um, it's more like the, I guess I would say like the the fad right now, you got me? Like okay. this is the cool thing to do, which kind of fucking sucks because I wish it was like back. Is that, is that considered commercial or no? I don't know. I don't know if it's co- no. It's not considered commercial because a lot of people are doing that without getting shit for it. You got me. So, um, but I do think it's kind of like the trend to where like a lot of people are doing it because they realize the attention that it's getting and it's not genuine like graffiti used to be. Like oh, graffiti. Like graffiti is one of the shits. The hardest things I put my family through have been graffiti. Mm-hmm. Like without a fucking doubt. You got me. Like even with all like my gang homies and all the bullshit. Like graffiti is the roughest shit I put my family through. I probably put myself through. Um, so when you do something and it's so genuine to you and it has nothing to do with, I mean, it does have to do with attention because it's kind of like a, like a side attention you're getting off of it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows you're doing it. They just see that name out there. And that's kind of what feeds the fuel. Like, dog, and, and I'm not saying the other people seeing it, but the more you do of it out there, that feeds the fuel. Like, that, that kind of keeps you going. So when so many people are doing it for, like, the genuine reasons which is like the culture and the people doing it and just us when nobody knows who the fuck we are and if anything we're like risking our lives by uh, risking our freedom risking all sorts of shit by doing it and years later this shit gets like all this fucking like attention and now everybody wants to do it you know what i'm saying like right of course i've seen people talk shit to me like oh you're fucking loser you're out there painting the street fucking 10 years later they're they're like yo how do i paint a mural like no fuck you bro you know what i'm saying like right right of course it's going like why you want to do it now yeah you were bandwagon riding or hating and now you're bandwagon riding so i and again nothing against like street artists but i would say that the street art movement like has kind of bandwagon like the fucking the graffiti shit which is a very genuine like i mean bro graffiti is the largest art movement and art history worldwide. This shit isn't happening like like the Renaissance movement. That shit was going on in like Italy and like Rome in a small area. You get me? Right. I, then we had like the fucking um, it was the surrealism movement, which was worldwide, but it was only like pockets throughout the world. The people, I think, due to like the internet and just the humanities, like like dog, you cave people were writing on walls. You get me? It's yeah, like, it's human yeah. Nature, bro. Right, right. So when you got this human nature and you put it out the way that it's boomed it's the largest art movement that's ever happened in human history like in humanity and it was started by kids which is fucking dope you got me so when you have this art movement that's ha- just sporadically fucking blown up like that all around the same time and you got people trying to ride like that bandwagon as far as like the street art shit goes which is not all of them but there are a lot of them it's kind of like a, a turn off thing to me you got me does that start some some type of um, I don't know, man, some undisclosed? Like beef? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I hate to call it that because I don't want to stir up negativity, yeah, man, you know. But especially it's, in Miami, bro. In Miami is we've had like all sorts of situations where like locals. So even the Winwood shit, right? Right. So for anybody listening who might not be from the South Florida region or Miami, Winwood is pretty much what we would consider a, a very art district art district area. Um, lots of not graffiti, even though there is graffiti, but just lots of amazing fucking art. Um, it's allowed. It's not uh, frowned upon. Uh, the the 
I won't say the county because it's still Dade County, but the the, the city, city of Miami, right? Yeah. The city of Miami, the city ordinance, they allow it in this district. And man, you see some of the most phenomenal, dopest shit. So when he mentions Wingwood, kind of try to picture that, and then you can catch up with what we're describing. So it's continue like on. Art, you don't even have to be a, a, a genuine passion for for art. During Arab Basel, you just walk around and seeing people graffiti on the walls or drawing murals. It's just dope. But yeah, it's, it's crazy because man, kids have gotten killed like previous Art Basels doing graffiti by cops. Wow, like, really? In Miami, yeah. So I I forgot the kid's name, man, and I. It sucks that I forgot it, but I know there's mm. a kid that got caught painting not too long ago. I remember. Didn't he get, oh, not yeah. the kid who got tased to death. That was like. That was Rifa. Yeah, and that was several years ago. Yeah. Right. So a couple, I think it was the same year, um, a kid had was doing illegal graffiti and the cops ran him over. What's crazy is that city of Miami, uh, like Miami police, a couple of months later, not months, maybe a couple of years later, they commissioned the graffiti artist to paint one of their cars. God damn. And, and that car rides around. But at the same time, like, one of us was fucking killed for doing this bullshit. Like, who the fuck is, like, there's murders out, there's murders out that don't get that, that kind of justice. And some kid, because he was fucking writing on a wall, got fucking ran over by a cop and killed. You know what I'm saying? What, did, did you, do you happen to know what happened to that cop or no? I have no idea. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure justice wasn't served, though. Oh, of course. That's very common. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to be a cop hater. I'm not that dude at all. There's but good ones, there's bad ones. Yeah, but yeah, for like, sure. You're always going to have your gun in your bad. With, yeah. the, with the Reefa shit, they're still trying to find justice, bro. There's a fucking kid handcuffed and they're tasting him. They're like, how you, uh, how is that yeah, allowed? Yeah, there's no explanation. Kid got killed for that shit, bro. But there's murderers out there that fucking, that get handcuffed and get like the fucking class A treatment. Right. Some fucked up shit, you know? Killers, rapists, all sorts of shit. Um, so. It's definitely it's definitely painful to see when when um, art in some shape or form has any kind of negativity brought upon it. Because at the end of the day, I don't I don't know how to say it the best, but I know that art is a form of expression. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's done in the most respectful way because it's really just coming out of someone's mind, someone's feelings, someone whole. You know, just I can't speak for an artist, man. You know, we were talking about that art high. Yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah. we when we talked about that, I was like, "Damn, dude, that's dope." I never really heard somebody talk about it like that. That sounded like a, a biker talking about a biker's high, right? Yeah, which a lot of people don't, or a runner talking about a runner's high. It's just one of those things of unless you've done it, you don't know it. You know, if you run long enough and it's not hurting your body, you know what you're doing, and you zone out and you, and you get into this whatever you know dimension of just tranquility. That's a runner's high, and it's very difficult to describe. That you literally, if you've never done drugs in your life, but yet you got into that zone, you felt the high that that drug abusers would feel. You yeah, felt yeah. it naturally on your own from getting into this, you know, zone. And um, you had described that to me from an artistic standpoint. I thought, man, that's dope. I've never heard someone, you know, I've never you know, got, gotten to know an artist like this and talked this much. So I remember when you described that, I thought it was really, really, really dope. And um Unfortunately, man, you guys are a small few. I don't know. I'm not asking you to look it up, Gus, but I don't know what the number is. But if you were to say, I, I mean, I, I feel like they would know. You guys know each other more than like, yeah, yeah. yeah but if you had to give a percentage of the world, because 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 if we said artists, just like right, said, right, right, he, right he away, you're gonna. He be, hasn't been doing this for two years, three years. He's been doing this for a while. Yeah, but you know what? But he he feels a certain bias a certain way towards okay well if i said how many artists do you think exist in the world immediately he's going to start being like well, okay hold on am i considering the fugazis 
the this, the that, the ones who this, the ones who are trendy, the ones who really we know they're not really artists. They're just in it to win it for now. He's going to go through this whole process that you and I do not right. know about or, or, if or you fathom. Had, if you had a random person, this is just a, a question. If you had a random person ask you, like, what type of art do you draw? How would you explain your art? You know, for a few years, man, I, I was asked this question. I was like, I have no idea. I just paint. And that's like a battle I, I explained to you. Yeah, we, we discussed like, that. I've gone through like my battle of like me being two different people, like me being like the fine artist, me being like the graffiti artist. And like, it was weird because it was like a split. Which one do you like thing. more? I, bro, I came to terms that like, I don't like either one of them more. It's, it's just who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I am both of these people. And, and the moment that I realized that is the moment that I think like my art really started popping, which was when I was like, I don't have to divide these two things. I could just be me and fucking unite and and put it out there. And but know. you told me, and I'm sorry to cut you off, and I think this is a this has a big impact. He told me one of the reasons that that was not difficult, but it took it took a, it took time to do so, was because he was divided. He was he was pulled from both sides. Basically, he said that if you did graffiti and you did it hard and you did it as notably as he did. You looked square if you did the fine art. If you did fine art, you're not a graffiti artist. You're a fine, you're a fine art guy. You're somebody who's on a different box, on the different side of the streets, the tracks, the railroad, right, right. whatever the fuck. And and he just felt like. And there was the vice versa that you got what I'm saying. Where like the fine artist didn't respect the like right. graffiti aspect of it. You got what I'm saying. So I was trying to like figure out like which one of these two things I could like manage and how I could like be successful in one and the other and. And so I realized that, like, there's no reason to fucking divide it. I am who I am, and I do both these things, and I just united them. That's when shit really started, like, popping for me. You know what I'm saying? When, like, when I... And I think that's when I found, discovered myself as an artist. Do you think both sides now respect each other, or...? I think there's always going to be an off-balance. You always got your... Better battles. than before, but but probably, you know, not I, enough. There, I think there are a lot more graffiti guys that are understanding like yo why not get paid off of the shit that you you love doing that we've been putting so much money into it and by money i don't mean like a spray paint that we either buy or or some there's a, a dog there's a lot of guys that are such hardcore writers that they don't even buy paint they steal the shit you know what i'm saying and they're like it's not graffiti unless you steal your paint oh so <laughs> you've got like real hardcore fucking extremes in this and and i didn't mean the the money as far as like the buying paint or any of that shit, but we risk our freedoms doing this shit, bro. Like of course. I paid for lawyers, I paid for bond, I've paid for all sorts of bullshit to deal with this shit, you know, or injuries doing graffiti. Like yep, like bro. Yeah, some of those things are high. Dog. I've always wondered, like, how do you guys get up there? <laughs> carefully, bro. Really carefully. <laughs> They got those fucking. What, they, they they got the Batman utility belt, and they Jet they packs. throw that goddamn. Kaboom! <laughs> what's the longest mural you've painted? What like, do you mean, as far as like as size hours, or how long did it take? Hours, me? um, or days or. Bro, there's a there's a wall off I ninety five, which back to the windward shit. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen a wall off I ninety five. It's got a bunch of eyeballs on it. With like graffiti. So we did that shit. I, I work so much, I haven't gotten out the fucking That shit's been there for like, I want to say close to 15 years. I might be off, like, it's between 10 and 15 years that that thing's been up. So when we were, like, a lot younger, we got put on by by a homie to, like, do this huge wall. Back in the days, they wouldn't allow us to, like, to paint in, like, the nice areas. You know what I mean? Especially, like, Wynwood slash Overtown. That's where we were painting, bro. And when we were painting out there, it was, like, we were painting in the hood. Um... That's one of the few places where they were allowed us allow us to paint, 
So we got a fuck. Uh, we got a wall out there in Winwood. And when we got to the wall, man, it was one of the biggest walls we had seen. And we're like, we thought we were just going to go paint for fun. Like one day and we're like, right, this right, is going right. to be a process, bro. Yeah. And um, I remember we started the wall. We did it with like, I was in a crew back in the days. Um, and we did it with those homies. And Ajo, who is <laughs> one of my best friends. You guys heard it right. He said Ajo. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I love that guy. Um, he ended up doing the background on it because we tried doing some other shit. It got too complicated. I, I want to say that was one of the second... First or second walls, he had done the eyeballs on. And it just so happened that it belonged to one of the biggest contemporary art collections in in the wor- in the U.S., Ooh, I want to say. Wow, but we okay. weren't aware of that as kids. We were just like, oh, we're painting a building. We didn't know what was inside the place. So the place ended up belonging to this guy, Mar- uh, Martin Mar- Martin Margulies, who's, bro, like, um, real estate mogul, uh, contemporary art collector. Like, this guy owns, like, fucking some of the most expensive pieces and the city hit him up because the shit was like right off I-95. And they were like, you got to paint over this shit. And or you're going to get fined. And What's up, crazy world? You got to be a little loose upstairs if you're following us. But if you're not following us, what the hell are you waiting for? Listen, go ahead. Stop what you're doing. Pause. You can come right back to this. I want you to subscribe. Go to YouTube. I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to just find any platform that we're on. Follow, listen, show your love and support. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the podcast. So, yeah, we didn't realize the place we were painting. It ended up being, like, one of the largest contemporary art collections in, like, the U.S., possibly the world. I'm Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, Sounds like a real big deal in regards to a violation. Well, we had no idea. And this guy got hit up with, like, a fine for having the mural on the place because City of Miami thought that, like, or I don't know if it was City of Miami, Miami-Dade County. Honestly, I don't know who, who it was. But at that time period, they were um, they were finding businesses for having murals on them because it was considered a sign. So they told this guy that he either had to get it painted over, or he was gonna pay a fine, I believe, of like five hundred dollars a day. I think that's what it is. Ooh, five hundred Jesus, fuck! And he decided to take this thing to court and say that that was part of his art collection. So, cause he had the money to back it, you know what I'm saying? So he went and he backed it, and he ended up winning the, the case. So it's crazy because if you drive down 95, the only spot, like once you get to that Winwood area that has trees off of 95 is covering our mural. Because since the city couldn't go over it, they were like, all right, we'll just cover it because supposedly graffiti scared like tourism or scared people. They covered it with trees. And um, I'm not 100% positive on this, but I've been told this shit that due to him winning that case was the boom of like, the murals happening in like the Winwood area oh, and all that shit. Okay. Damn. Because okay. after that point, then um, then it was just up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so those are the spots how we started painting, man. And that 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 wall, I would say, it was back to your question. It was one of the largest murals, probably one of the ones that took us the longest, because it was such a big wall. We when was so that time frame? Do you remember? I want to say roughly, more or less, fifteen years ago. Holy shit! Okay. So what about that one in Panama? You did. Um, that the Two Face. Oh, the t- it was two... Uh, two women. Yeah, yeah, so I did the one on the left, the Embera. That was, uh, I want to say, three years ago. Three years ago, possibly, yeah. How long did My it take My homeboy Dreps did the one on the right. Uh, took me around three days. Bullshitting, we are like, sharing a ladder. You got what I'm saying? So, um, we, between sharing a ladder and, like, just hanging... Like, when we paint, man, we have a good time, you know? So, on and off, three days, more or less. Wow. Um, Are you cool? But 
Then back to the, I was going somewhere with the what's it called with the the Margulies thing, the one with. Well, the, well, was was it from the? Uh, oh, we, well, you had asked me regards to the, uh, oh, the so longest. How, how long it took us, man? So yeah, um, bro, that wall because of the time frame we did it at, and back how like shit was back in those days. Honestly, like we we're pretty young, so we, we didn't have money like that. The fu- we funded the whole wall ourselves, like nobody paid us for anything. And um, it started out like my father had a ladder, so my dad would lend me the ladder. But that shit was overtime. Getting a ladder in and out or Winwood or whatever. Right. Whatever area it was, it wasn't a good area at that time. Right. So we, we'd be out there painting. We'd be hearing gunshots going off the whole night. Um, bro, crackheads would take our ladders. Like, um, we bought scaffolds and shit we got taken. It got to the point where we had we started stealing shit to get our wall done. You know what I'm saying? Because we we just got tired of spending money on it, so we're just like, all right, fuck it, let's go to construction sites, take a ladder. And that was but, the weird norm of of artists and what they had to go through. I mean, you had some yeah, who didn't care to buy anything, but that right. was part of that. With that shit, yeah, man. With that with that one in particular, that was one of those situations where we're just like we were fed up of our shit getting stolen all the time because of where it was. You get me? Uh, we're fed up of like the shit, so we just had to start taking shit to get our wall done. Um. I don't think a lot of people know that, like, the shit that we had to go through to finish the shit or the funding that went into, like, finishing that shit, you know? People see, like, the pretty wall at the end of the day, but they don't know that, like, dog, that wall was a lot of fucking work, man. So, I, I, I hinted towards earlier in regards to <clears throat> your influences. I know because, you know, we had we had that uh that time when we went to the bar and we were getting to know each other. Your parents, they're both artists, um, different artists. Right. But they're both artists. You actually went to an art school, but the, the crazy part, and please correct me, sweep it up, yeah. you know, whatever it is that I'm fucking up, the art school, even though it played a role, it was not the role that most people would think. You told me one of the biggest impacts was this, was this one teacher and what he taught you, but right. you can get to that naturally. Tell us a little bit about your parents and what route they went with the art, you know, and then how that kind of influenced you and then where you went with the art. So my, my mother's, both of my parents are like my biggest influences, but they're very different. My mom's more like on the art side. My dad's more on like the the builder side. Um, my mom's without a doubt one of the most talented artists I know. But she's like a frust- she was a frustrated artist. You know, she was one of these people that like never wanted me to go into art because she thought it was like something hard to like live off of. Right. Um, and they ended up meeting. Would you say that it is though? Honestly, I don't think it is, man. If, if, but if if you put the masses, not the masses, but the, the the amount of average artists, unless you stand out like yourself or others, and no matter what the level is, if there's a hundred thousand artists in the world, low number, how many of them are being successful enough? Where hey, man, you guys can all make it if you have enough skill. Like there, whoa. there was some shit I read where it said like, for you to be a successful artist, you got to look at it like, like this is your career. And your career can't wait on inspiration. You got a lot of these artists that are like, I can't do shit because I'm not inspired. You got me? And it's some shit I tell my mother all the time. Like, you can't, as an artist, you can't wait for inspiration, especially if you want to do shit for a living. You got to understand this is a job, and you got to be on this shit all the fucking time. And my bad, I curse a lot. I don't know if that's an Good, well, fuck, <laughs> fuck, pussy, shit, fuck yourself, whatever the fuck. So are you okay with that, Gus? <laughs> We're going to edit that last unnecessary <laughs> cursing out. Gus, you're going to go to church on Sunday, and all this is going to be forgiven. Thursday. Continue on Thursday. So, yeah, man. So, <laughs> with, with that being said, I don't think, I don't think it's that hard to, to make it as an artist. I just think you got to be dedicated to it. You know what I'm saying? What we were talking about earlier, like, 
um, when preparation meets opportunity, I'm like yes, super aware yes, of yes, shit. Yes, you know I mean? like, yes. So I feel like I've been preparing myself for a long time, and now that I've realized that that kind of shit, that as as far as you, as long as you stay on your job, you get it. Um, man, I I think I'd be doing a lot better if I would realize that like at a younger age. But did you did your parents kind of have a hint or know? You know, they might have known whether you knew they knew or you didn't, but you thought that you know you had a hint that they might have known. Did they know you were into the graffiti part? Outside Absolutely, of, yeah, 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 man. Like, bro, I remember my parents getting into fights when I was in like high school and shit. Getting home, like, talking about, oh, did you see what your son did on the highway? Blah blah blah. <laughs> and my mom being like, it's not my son, that's your son. You got to say Until you put some dope ass art. Ah, oh, that's see, that's uh, it. That's yeah. that's mine. That now you want to be proud of shit. Yeah, exactly. How old are your parents? Are your parents older? Or are they nah, they're young? young. They're real young. Like, that's why, man, I got a great relationship with them. Like, that's, those are, like, some of my best friends, you know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, cheers, cheers to that, man. Um, my, my dad's not with me no more, but my mom, she's my best friend, and, and I love to hear that type of stuff. I know that Gus has an amazing relationship with his parents, yeah. especially with his dad. Not no nothing against his mom. He loves his mom to death, but I know I'm that he has, boy, but yeah, yeah he has this great relationship with his dad. Yeah, and definitely. That's good, man. Anybody out there listening, hey, man, we, we know that you, you know, everybody goes through differences with, with whoever. Could be, you know, brother, sister, cousins, or could be your parents. And then you might be at fault. They might be at fault. Hopefully you can get past that. But it's great It's great to hear when you got an awesome relationship with your parents, especially when you have it as, you know, to that level that we're discussing in regards to, uh, you know, being your best friends because they're also going to be your hardest critics. Yeah, They're also going to be your biggest influences. You know, when somebody's that close to you and you and you 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 put them on this pedestal, which very few people should ever get put on the pedestal, um, that's awesome. So, yeah. but but it speaks volumes. So, anyhow, so as artists, they played a, a certain influence in you. And and w- when did the whole school aspect come? Where did that take you? And then and then kind of tell the people listening as to the, you know, because I thought it was awesome how you said like, dude, that school wasn't shit. And the main thing that I learned was from one dude, and I was like, what? You know, and I like to hear that. Go ahead. So I, I pretty much grew up in an art school. Like my parents met at an art university that was like my owned by my uncle um my mother was a student my dad was just there because his brother owned it and so i pretty much was grew up in a art school as a little kid running the hallways and shit okay um that was got an in panama um and then from there like we moved out here um i was always into art like throughout my whole life i've been you know from drawing ninja turtles to drawing bullshit just my whole life drawing um and then once I got to college, like, same shit, you know, I was like, man, what I want to do for the rest of my life? I want, I want to do art. My mother was like, yo, there's no way in hell you're going to do art. Like, this shit's a mission. It's right. not easy. Mad, frustrated artist. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll study graphic design, whatever. Because as far as she was concerned, like, a fine artist just wasn't an option. And honestly, I went to school not because I wanted to go to school, but to make the family happy and shit. Okay. Um, and, bro, when I... I found my teachers competing with me more than they were teaching me. You got what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, I didn't learn shit. The only person that I learned something from in that school, there was two guys. One one of the guys, I don't remember his name. Um, nah, I'm bullshitting. There's three people. This lady, Ana Barrado, she was a, a photographer, man. Like, I don't even do photography. She just taught me so much about composition. Okay. Um, And this guy, Rocco, who was like, Man, that guy had to be Rocco wear, yeah, the clothes. Rocco wear, Rocco wear, something like that. Um, he he must have been in his nineties. He was a a typography teacher, professor. 
Damn, so he's, he's probably dead. He probably can't even hear this. Yeah. Damn, that I, sucks. I mean, okay. Hopefully he's alive. Man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's unlikely. He was a very old guy. Um, and he was one of these like old school graphic designers that I think like had the... That's one of those careers that had a complete turn was technology turned. You know what I'm saying? Because you went from like hand designing shit to now computers are around and now you got to do everything by computers. Right. So the way he taught us was by doing like typography is like the study of lettering. You know, the art of lettering. And he had us do all the shit by hand. So he wanted like, he wanted shit to look typed, but you had to do it by hand. And he was like, yo, this guy grabbed the magnifying glass and was like, this line is off. This shit is off. Like he was on that shit. And I filled that class twice. Yeah, I filled that class twice. And it was still like, bro, the illest professor I ever had. Like I learned so much from that shit. And from a graffiti aspect, my whole shit was letters. So this guy was teaching us, like, the fundamentals of letters from, like, how, like, illuminated manuscripts, like, which is, like, what the monks were doing, writing Bibles, you got me? And I was just like, well, I'm going to take this shit to the street. And I started grabbing what that guy was teaching me, and I started doing that shit illegally in the street. So I was doing, like, font-type lettering, like, illegally on the street for a while. That shit made for, like, two, two, three years. And I don't think my homeboys realized what I was doing. I was just like, no, we're going to hit the spot. We're going to do it like this. Like, I'll draw out the letters. You guys just fill in, whatever. And they were like, why are we doing, like, computer-type shit? (laughs) It's dope. Let's just get it. You got me? Right. And, yeah, man, that guy was definitely a huge influence on me. Uh, Pre probably has no fucking idea what a big influence he was on me, but... Other than that, man, school wasn't shit. It was a waste of fucking money. You know, some of the, some of the some of the best. Um, I don't want to say teachers, but you know, in retrospect, they are teachers. Whether it's instructors, guiders, uh, whatever you want to call them, they either know that they have a they have a big impact on people, but kind of like what we were talking about it um, off camera before we ever started the podcast was, um, you know, some people don't like ourselves, not Gus. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't we don't like the attention. We're not trying to get praise. We're not trying to, you know, hey man, I did that, I did that. You know, that was me. That was I'm not me. not trying to do that. Fuck out of here. <laughs> You're putting me on that. All right. <laughs> Say that for another podcast. By the way, I got all kind of great ideas we gotta talk about later. <laughs> um but we you know, there's people who are like that and, and you you know, I would assume that that professor of yours he probably comes across so many youngsters, so many twenty-something-year-olds who think this, think that, probably this, probably that. And he's just like, "Hey, man, if you get it, you get it. You know, whatever I'm throwing at you. If you don't, cool too. You're not in the wrong. But this is what I'm doing." And though he's, you know, probably not with us anymore, and even if he was, he might not even know unless you told him. I'm sure that guy has no idea who I am, bro. He probably yeah, remember me exactly, and, and he probably doesn't even know the impact that he had with that simple shit that he might have been teaching, but. You know, everybody retains things differently and, and where you were at with life and, and how you caught that. Because you, and I'm saying it real fucking disrespectfully, you shitted on everything else. But those two or three people, you know, they were the real deal, you know. Yeah. So, you know, that has an impact on you that you won't forget. And that's why, you know, that's why your name dropping them now. So when you were done with that college aspect, regardless of the impact that it had to you. I'm going to assume you were about, what, 23-ish, somewhere around there? Yeah, 25, 23. Now, by now, you've done the graffiti part, we'll call it that, you know, for a good amount of time, and it's not that you're supposed to grow out of that because that's an art all on its own, right. but you, you're kind of finding this middle zone now. So so you have this graffiti dope-ass art skills to yourselves. 
but your parents <clears throat> have influenced you to develop in a different way to an extent. The school takes you where it does, not the biggest deal, but then you have two or three people who impact you. What comes next? You know, I remember we spoke and you mentioned, you know, you, you opened up a barbershop, which was, which was great, right. and that's not the biggest focus, but that helped you achieve a certain amount of income where you can now journey more into your art because if you were a struggling artist, which is the term that you hear very often, what, what seems like your mom was afraid of, right. I don't want you to be a struggling artist, you actually were smart enough to open up. You saw an opportunity in Coconut Grove, which is a, a an, an area in Miami that, that he took advantage of. He just saw an opportunity. Hey, they don't have a barbershop, and this makes sense. Right. And we spoke about that. You did it. Great. That shit's a nice little, you know, paycheck on the side. Then what happened with art after that? You know what's crazy? I've never realized it till right now that you said that. The whole, like, career shit and going to school thing. It wasn't until you just, we had this conversation that I realized that my going to school influenced more my graffiti shit, the illegal aspect of the shit, mm -hmm. than like the professional shit. Ain't that some it, shit. It wasn't until right now that you put those two things together. I was wow, like, wow. Because what I got from that was was an, a better understanding of lettering, and from like a better understanding of lettering, my perspective at the time, I just clicked it with graffiti. That shit, the impact my going to school had to do with, with my professional life, like was fucking very minor. That's crazy that this this conversation just fucking brought that around. Motherfucking universe. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Can you like hit a button that 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 just goes? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> we don't have it, bro. That's Can we work on that? He was looking for it though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the way this nigga writes. I can't read shit there. <laughs> wow, dog. As as much effort as I put I into wanna, that. I want to grab a camera so they could see what you wrote there for. Another one. You're a fucking ingrate, and I want to reach out to the oh, people yeah. who don't know Spanish and, and so they can understand that means an ungrateful motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, um, so we, we got this far now, man. So I remember that, that you know, uh, uh, Gus was talking about the Panama movement that you did earlier. Let's back it up a little bit. So you got, you got the barbershop. You have this development developmental phase that you have in, in regards to your not new artistic style but so the barbershop shit was like huge to me because i was very aware that for me to do what i wanted to do for a living the I freedom had, the liberty right, i needed freedom liberty and i read some shit somewhere man where like the average millionaire has at least seven different sources of income you know what i'm saying mm. that shit like just stuck in my brain and i was like man well i need some like passive source of income you got them and that's where like the barbershop shit came in you know and it's, it's definitely a big part of my life, man. Like, those, I've built relationships that are, like, life-lasting through So, that. in some crazy way, your artistic goals made you zone in on the entrepreneur part of, hey, man, or I, did I it? Don't, I don't, man, it's weird because, like, a lot of people, like, relate artistry to 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 painting or to creating. Yeah, but it's very I, true. I, yes. just, I just think it's it's the creative aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So, when you, when you guys were talking about it earlier, like, What's the percentage of like artists in this world? I would say it's a lot higher than any of us could imagine, but I think it gets put on the back burner by a lot of like our our uh, misconceptions or or thoughts of what a life is supposed to be like. You got know what I'm saying? Of course. Um, so could it also be because of the pressures of society? You know, with fucking yeah, you know man. working in nine no, to five and all that. I got ADD like a motherfucker. It's crazy that I could sit down. Like right now that I'm. I'm pretty engaged <laughs> in this conversation. I told you last time, That's too. That's dope. Man. Like, I haven't grabbed my phone not once. Yeah. I have a really bad fucking ADD. 
So the fact that I can sit down with you guys, it, it means that you guys are doing some dope shit. Because awesome, I, I don't Thank usually you. carry that's a dope, conversation as well without even like noticing my phone. Um, so I got terrible fucking ADD. And when I see, I don't got HDDD. Like, I'm not like hyper. Right. But I do have like attention deficit disorder really fucking bad. And when I see like these ki- fucking parents are giving their kids shit to like get them to focus on something or nothing. I just think it's like killing creativity. Oh, so I get think it. There's, there's a lot of like real creative people out there that like they don't even have the chance to like explore that creativity because because of what a school setting should be in. They got to be sitting down on a desk and they can't be doing this, this and that. You got me? Um, so I, I do think that the percentage of artists is really fucking high in this world. But I do. I don't think we give it the importance as a society that we should be giving to creativity. Again, it's creativity, not just fucking painting or whatever, you know? Is there a certain movement that needs to be done to to, to help bring that up, you know, I don't know, to the limelight? I want want to say some asshole shit, but I don't know. Say it. Say it. It's better fucking parenting, The black sheep perspective. Better parenting, bro. You got me? Like, if if you fucking, you sit down and you take... Like, pay attention to your kids and their wants and their fucking needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of handing them an iPad or giving them some pills. Makes so, so much sense, start, bro. You get me? I think I think as a society, we'd be in a way fucking better place, man. And, again, I got... It's a long conversation that I'd rather not go into, but it's... I think just a long... So, so that's more on a, on a personal level. You want to focus that real quick? So that's more on a post, personal level of... It makes you... I don't know. I guess politics come out because if you if you speak a certain way in regards to like, hey, parents should be doing this more often in order to expose the uh, the artistic you know abilities in somebody to creativity. You know, I, I don't I don't think that anybody has to look at it from a from a artistic standpoint. I think well, maybe you didn't. Maybe you just said creativity. And when I hear creativity, I think artists. Right, right. But yeah, the the the, the creative part of people developing into their creative side is beyond tainted, if not stripped away by the temptations, the influences, the, you know, the opportunities they have to go into social media, into technology, into the pressures of society. I, I, you know, I don't know, but, but definitely that taints, Hey, I just want to, you know, think freely with this and it doesn't come out because of everything. I I think it's kind of like sets, What's it called? Uh, the progress of humanity at a standstill. You got me? Because we're so concerned with like having a nine to five, having a fucking office job, having this, having that, that we don't. It's it's kind of like a vicious cycle of this bullshit where we don't we don't allow people to like grow into who they potentially could be because of these standards that we set for life. You got me? Of course, of course. Um, I think once once we could kind of like put that aside. I, as a society, would be in a fucking way better place, you know. And but there's there's a again we could go into politics, we could go into a whole lot like fucking snowball of this bullshit of <coughs> what reason like my reasoning behind all this shit, you know. Um, going to as deep as like what minimum wages in this fucking country and why we can't, which is is fucking super out of like you know what I'm saying. Uh, it but is, but it's not, of course. At the end of the day, like. It, it takes two parents working to hold down a household in this country for the most part if you're, like, lower class. You got me? So how, how do you raise a kid, like, with full attention if so, both so, so parents got to deal with that shit? Is, is it safe to say that you're basically saying without going into details, yes, there's a lot that can be done, but when there's so much pressure, such an overhead placed upon parents, 
it's very difficult for parents, especially this young generation of parents, to help bring out the creativity in their kid when they're so fucking overwhelmed with whatever it is that political bullshit is putting them through from the poverty to the uh, strength, you know, the strenuous, stressed out, you know, way of nine to five-ish and all that other, you know, nonsense. And it doesn't allow people to develop, much less kids, much less, you know, creativity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it just doesn't become, not not that it's impossible for it, but it, it doesn't become like a, uh, it's just like a very side thing to allow kids right. to grow into that shit, you know? When it should be a priority, bro, like, all it takes, like, look, in, look, look at Elon Musk, you know what I'm saying? Like, that guy's great, great a, example. a creative motherfucker. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. He might be as smart as he is, but none of that fucking, like, Yo, I've met people that are fucking extremely book smart, but if there's no creativity behind that, like, knowledge, there's no progress in that. If you develop a kid's pre uh, creativity, then you got all the, pro like, you got unlimited possibilities in that. You got me? To me, creativity is, is way more important than, uh, than, like, book smart shit. You got me? Because what good is knowing two plus two is four if you can't, if you can't apply that to some creative shit. You got me? To build and something else so you because of these type of feelings that you're you're kind of hinting towards you know you've you've done some movements you've you've made some moves and again gus gus talked about it earlier um elaborate a little bit on the the uh the panama mural movement that you've done and one you know from what you did it was a huge deal you went to panama you kind of went to the no man's land of a zone which divided uh, not the upper class, but the next class right. of society in, in Panamanians to the gangs, to the slums, to the hoods. And there was a, there was a no man's land that if, if, I, if I remember correctly, abandoned buildings, uh, kind of a ghetto, kind of a, you know, whatever ruins. Yeah. And they didn't cross this way. Gang members affiliates on this way. Then they crossed that way. And you guys did a mural there. What brought that about, you know, to, to you guys to make that movement as to like, hey, this can make something happen. This can be a movement to make things, you know, go a different, you know, route. So the the Indians that Gus was talking about with the we painted the when my homeboy drops the Embera and the and the Guna. Um, when we were painting that, we realized we're kind of like at a cross path where cops were even telling like locals like, don't cross the street. Or we're we're not responsible for what happens once you cross that street, and we just happen to be on the other side of the street. And as there was a club, like man, the other side of the street was like popping. That shit was best club in, in Panama. Like you know, like most attractive people, paid people, people pulling up in like beautiful cars. But the other side of the street was the hood. As a matter of fact, one of the kids that was like helping us out the whole day slept with his father in a parking lot. In like right across from where we're painting and the little homie like helped us out the whole time and shit. Wow. Um, so when we saw that by the end of the <clears> week, well, not even like we went from the cops telling us like, yo, if you guys cross over that side, we're not responsible for you to painting the other side. Cause that's where a wall was at. So a week later, the cops having to move further down because so many people were coming down to see the mural that the cops are just like forced to move further down in the street. So when we saw the impact we had in like, weeks matter we're just like fuck it we got to do something bigger than this and thanks to miami and like the connections we've had due to like art basil and like out of town is coming in we built like a, a ridiculous network of uh of friendships and like artists out here 
um, which is a blessing to have here. That's dope, man. We're like, that's dope. Yo, let's let's hit up the homies from like all over the place and let's let's do a mural festival here. And we ended up making it happen, bro. We we accomplished in a matter. So we we had done that, I believe, two years ago, three years ago. And this year we did the first Panama mural festival. Uh, me and my homeboy Drops, um, which was insane, bro. Because we thought we're like we're kind of like both. We do a lot of shit, but we needed a team for that shit, and we just did it us too. <laughs> so it was it was crazy. But we ended up bringing out around 20-something different artists from all over the world. Uh, we accomplished over 30 murals in a week. And we did this shit in a place where, like, we weren't aware of it just because, like I said, we've been painting in the hood for a long time out here. So I'm you could, you could stick me in the middle of the worst hood in the world, and I'm comfortable just because, uh, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. And right. if you carry yourself in a respectful way and you respect those around you, you'll be respected the same way. You're not a threat. You're not trying to, to outdo somebody. You, no. You're just there neutrally and bringing peace. Right. So, and little did we know, man, we found out later we made friends with, like, the, the most notorious gangsters in the city. And these guys were taking care of us the same way that we made friends with like politicians in the city. You got me and we're, I, bro, we went in from same type of gangsters, man. They're they're gangsters on different sides. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> some really, and at the same time, some of those gangsters are really good humans that are course, just stuck in course. their situation. And they got to like make it happen. Um, so we went from like that perspective, bro, from literally walking into like state offices and like talking to politicians to like shaking hands with gangsters on the other side and being like, "Yo, we're just trying to do something nice," and the gangsters being like. If you need anything here, whatever it is, I don't care if you need water, electricity, whatever the fuck you need, we got it for you. You got me? Some of those gangsters helped out more than politicians, honestly. Wow. So, um, and we made this project happen, and, and man, I mean, it it took about a year's work, um, but the final product with the murals, and in a week we made it around damn near 30 murals, but when, I, when I'm talking about like 30 murals, some of these murals were six stories high. Um, wow. and we brought like artists from all over the world, man. We had a huge impact on the city. Um, you, you even all told, these you, white hairs I got are from that shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you even told me uh, during during our, our our chill session that um, you had a certain um cap to to uh, invite certain artists, right. and you know based upon sponsorships. And I hope anybody there listening, please get ready to fucking sponsor. Get ready to help out. Um, you know, this one's going to have all kind of uh, sites that you can go to and everything else later on. But you had sponsorships, you had help. And even then, you ran out of money. You ran out of money. And a lot of people were inquiring. A lot of artists were like, yo, how can I get down? And you were like, hey, man, you know, our cap is this. And we already, you know, got to that cap. And yet still. I, I lost money on that, man. Honestly, it wasn't. I, I don't see it as losing money. It was an investment to, to build something bigger and better. You got me? Because I know we had an impact on the city. But as far as, like, personal business shit goes, like, man, I lost mad opportunities artistically, like, myself, you know. Um, I got hit up by the Marlins to do a project, and I couldn't do it. Oh, that's right. There. You told yeah. me that. Yeah, but, that's um, right. But at the end of the day, man, it was worth it, man. And to see the impact we had, and, like, we had one of the kids that was coming out every day to help us out, we got him a scholarship at, like, the, the art university, you know what I'm saying? Because he was just out there daily, like, grinding. We're just like, we got to do something for this little homie. We brought him out. We got him a scholarship at the school. That's dope, um, man. So, I mean, I don't see none of it as a loss, but but it's the the only thing I see as a loss was the fucking stress that we went through putting that shit together. But it was a beautiful thing, man. I wouldn't. You I wouldn't can always get a little bit of hair dyeing, bro. Yeah, yeah it's not that many grays. Yo, but hey, hey, but for real though, man. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's there's enough people out there who know that artists do these type of. 
What's going on, beautiful people? Just want to take a moment to thank everyone out there for tuning in. We continue getting so much love and support and appreciate every bit of it. But on that note, if you're a new listener or simply someone who's interested in following our journey, please take a second to subscribe to our channel or download whatever necessary app in order to never miss a show. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram at BlackSheep305 and at Gus Villa Mill. Again, we truly appreciate all the love and support and look forward to continuously giving everyone listening a different perspective. Now let's get back to the podcast. I, I was going to ask a, a question because I, I always like hearing it from somebody else's perspective, especially when it comes to their life. What do you think art has done for for you personally? Do you think it's molded you to what you've been? I mean, yeah, absolutely. How, um, how you act, how you react. Yeah, yeah. Every every aspect of my life. I'm, I mean, I feel like an artist. You know what I'm saying? It's weird because mm. for a long time people like would What's ask the attitude you feel like? Like how do you hold yourself up? Oh, my attitude's Miami as fuck. You get me? Like, I can't say I'm, like, and that's... Is that a weird question for you, though? Because I feel like I'm on, I'm on his boat. Because, like, we're, you know, oblivious to artists and, and, a, and, 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 and the levels of artistry. I so I love that question. I'd be interested in knowing what you guys that barely know me, like, what how you can take my artist. I always, because you I gotta, always see uh, somebody who does art as, as a genius. Somebody who's that artistic and able to throw throw down a pen or a pencil and do something even like that on the wall so quick and easy to me that's genius that's that's like you have to be so smart so, so articulate so so defined to do something like that because i could i practice and taking art classes and i never will be able to do so that. so here's the and i explain remember i told you about the genius thing yes exactly so yes it's a yes. different thing like and it's dope that you see it that way yeah but uh, i mean i did judo for a long time so i could relate to like the fighting shit you know what i'm saying i boxed for a little bit um, but who's not to say that you're a genius at what you do? Your your time of like reaction to shit is a lot quicker than most humans are. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you you're a genius at what you do. And what I was uh, talking to Wes about was like I got a homeboy. He's one of my favorite photographers. This guy Begats from Cleveland. Yeah. And he put me down with some shit. I don't know how real this is. I'm just sharing a story he told me about like what a genius is. So supposedly back in the days, there was a lot of responsibility for somebody to to take accountability for their creations. So they wouldn't say it was dumb that did it. They would say it was like my genius. So they had like a genie, which I, th- I believe that's where the genie thing came from. It was my genius. So an artist wasn't responsible for his actions. It was his genie or his genius. And um, so if he was having a bad day, it wasn't, it's an easy way to put off you having a bad day. Like, oh, I just suck today. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, my fucking genius sucks today. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where the ter- term genius, like, came from. Like, you know, eventually it just went from, like, you having this, like, outside figure creating through you to to you being that, that figure. Um, which I think a lot of re- artists could relate to because I've spoken to several artists where, like, Man, a lot of times I'm on autopilot. I have no fucking idea how things get done. Like, I'm stuck at a moment. I keep creating, and that shit just... Next thing I know, is done. And I'm sure, like, as a fighter, you guys go into these autopilot moments where you're not sure... I remember you told me that. You told me that. We were, like, three drinks in, and I was like, man, I don't know if it's the buzz or if he really meant that. But that's dope, because I thought about runner's high. I thought about the adrenaline rush that we go through when we fight. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask us, like... It makes no sense what you do. <laughs> You're willing to go in there and get beat up and this, this, and that. And it's a weird, inexplicable high 
right? I've I've been in like fights where I don't know how shit gets done. I just it gets done, and next thing I know, it's insane. Like reaction time, you got what I'm saying? It just you just get that moment, and and it happens. And like, how do you explain that? Like, were you really like? Was there a thought process where you were like, I see an opening, I took that swing, and it just clicked? Like, right, or was it natural? Just, just boom, right. You got me? Like, and, that, and you can compare that to some of the art that you put up absolutely, on. Yeah. Wow, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say something like that. Um, and maybe it's because, you know, people haven't, or artists haven't had the platform to speak openly about that. Um, but, Dan, that, that's that's a dope question because, you know, I know that that, that goes into the, the average person's mind, like, you know, where do you come up with this? You know, how, how does it all happen? And, and when it does happen, is it, are you thinking? Are, are you in there or you're not in there? Autopilot, a lot of times, man, at least for me, you got me? And and it's dope that you guys do what you do because I think you can relate to that autopilot moment. You got what I'm saying? I think uh, muscle memory, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, memory. you know, you fucking nailed it. You're right, muscle, muscle memory. memory. But that's, not, that's, it's not even muscle memory. No, for us it is, though. That's that's a, that's a great. all the time, man, because no, sometimes it's, it's, you just see that it just clicks, bro, where, like, it's one of those moments where you don't need, you're not even aware how you It's true. That it's such a split-second yeah. reaction that, that I guess scientists would say it is muscle memory, but there is an actual conscience there's an outside source there. yeah there's something there like oh, i saw it coming brain. i saw it coming right right unfortunately for gus he always sees it above him but <laughs> whatever he sees it coming you know right i mean at least i can still see it a couple oh, of years you goodness man i got lasik surgery fucker so <laughs> i give it two years to have cataracts oh man i'll smoke enough weed would have fixed that how about that bro how about that shout out to that white girl on yeah. fucking you're old on 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 Doctor Phil show. Old. How about that? <laughs> diss him. You see that? We we need to diss this motherfucker <laughs> with the shit he talks. But hey, honestly though, um, so you you done some big movements with the Panama mural thing. And if I if I dog, I would love to shout out some homies that. Oh, man, I want bro. you to. Of course, dog, you know, like, you need to. You better. That Panama shit would have never happened if it wasn't for like the relationships we built. Like thanks to Miami, you know what I'm saying. That's why my dog got Miami tattooed on me. I love this fucking place. That's dope. Um, dog, uh, SK545. But, but but shoot them out on Instagram if you know it. That way, at least people can follow them. Maybe M -M, I think SK545. That's that's his IG. Uh, okay. A whole sniffs glue, Drepsta, um, Musa from Spain, Harry Bones from Spain. So this guy's fucking bro. saying words no one can spell, bro. Except for Harry, Harry Bones. Harry Bones? Nah, he's, Musa. he's the only one. Musa? Yeah. Musa. Spell, spell Musa. Go ahead. M U S A. Yeah. yeah Musa's a truth. <laughs> he's just. Uh, yeah. These are he, names. You got No, no. Wes, see, he didn't pass middle school, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, you guys are cold, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Sotin from like Denmark, the homie Don Rymix from Puerto Rico. Um, we had Tragic from out here, Miami. Um, Man, Panamanian homies like Caso Tres, Insano, this girl Eva Day out there, man. She looked out like a motherfucker. Uh, just mad people out there that just made the shit happen. You got me? And I, I know I'm missing people, but there's a lot of names. Like I said, there's 20 something artists that you know, hoax New York. There's a lot of guys, man. So that was all happen. recent. So I know, I know there's, a, I mean, no pressure because you felt a lot of pressure and you told me some inside information as to like, man, that shit took a, I mean, aside from the gray hairs. That shit took a toll. You told me you went over there thinking it was going to be three months. Right. And it was almost a year. It was eight months. It was six, 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 six rough months, you know, right. back and forth, this and that. Um, what? But you did see the success. When I, see the, when I say the success, I don't mean financially because that was the complete opposite. Right. 
but you saw the impact. Absolutely. And man. and that's way more successful. That that holds way more value than 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 money. And I mean, money some people might disagree. Me, bro, money and shit to me. You good. That's good to hear, money. man. So what's next though, dude? You know, it's because you saw the impact that that had, and and you you consistently keep getting more followers. You consistently keep getting you know a, a bigger fame, especially in the South Florida Miami region. And I just know, I just know, I'm gonna look back on one of these fucking. This is gonna be like a baseball card to me. I'm gonna be like, yeah, man, this one was here. How many y'all want to pay for this clip? I got this clip, and I can break, I can break that shit up in different clips. Um, what's next, dude? What, what, what are you aiming for? What's literally like, you know, down the line that you kind of got scheduled? What's something that you're aiming for in regards to like, yo, this, this is one of those bigger pictures, you know? And uh, let the people know, man. I, I definitely wanted. Uh, we're gonna follow up next year, not this year, with the Panama Fear. Uh, Panama Mural Fest, the second one. Okay. And then on, on a personal note, man, just working towards, like, my own work, you know, um, having my first solo show. I've never had a solo show um, as far as, like, art goes for myself. Um, and what would a solo show entail? Like, at a gallery of some sort? Yeah, or? at a gallery. Not necessarily a gallery, man. I've been, I've been debating on that because with galleries, I don't know, man. I want it to be, so, like, some Miami shit. My first solo show has got to be in Miami. And I think a gallery might like taint it a little bit. Not taint it. I'm I'm for it. I just want to be in like if it's a gallery that's down to have some Miami shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Like and by Miami, it's got to meet me. It's got to meet you in the middle. It's got to nah, be. No, it's not a compromise. I just need some like if if I'm gonna have a solo show, it's got to be some Miami shit. And if it's some Miami shit, then I need to have like Miami culture. And by that I mean like Miami bass, like Miami DJs, Miami car culture, Miami. Fighters, just Miami shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, love it, love and, it. And maybe not all galleries. Patriotism right there, man. Saying? Yeah, man, I'm Miami as fuck, bro. Fuck, I love that. You know, unfortunately, we don't hear that enough from Miamians, bro. We no, don't, man. we don't. Everybody's connected to you. Hey, you're you're from Miami, right? No, you're not. You're New York, but you're born and Jersey. raised in this motherfucker. I was born, I was raised here, man. I, I'm from Miami. I've been here for 22 years. But you go for the Jets. Yeah, I'm full blown Jets. See. I don't care for football. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was the best thing that I had to fucking kick him in the nuts. You got to remember, he's fucking, his nuts are super low. So, but um, I love the loyalty that you have on that Miami tip, man. You know, you don't hear that enough. And um, so that that's a movement that eventually you, you want to get going. But for the people listening, one, how can they support you? How can they support the movement? I know that the the, the Panamanian murals are not going to come up until a little bit next year. I know there's a lot more behind that. That was very hectic for you. Right. What kind of short-term things that, that the, do the fans have to look forward to aside from, you know, following you and seeing what you do next? I mean, I got a couple of projects in the works, man. I don't, I don't, don't want to be one of these, like, oh, you moving silent type shits. You know what I'm saying? But I'd rather just not speak till the shit, like, happens. But I definitely have some, like, big projects in the works. Um um and just paying respect to the city i'm from and just you know, repping the city i'm from all over i go you know what i'm saying it's not just because i i want to rep the city doesn't mean i plan on st- i'm probably forever going to live here but um it doesn't mean i just want to work here you know what i mean but of course and that's, of course. that's why my like the pink and teal shit that i do man because like everywhere i go i want to leave a little bit of city behind in that spot you got know I me mean? like so if i paint some shit in new orleans is I'm gonna leave some pink and teal there. That's Miami shit, you know. So is that is that a nice little uh, uh, marking that people should know when you see that pink and teal? There's a good Absolutely, chance. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's that's it's not my shit, but man, it's Miami shit, and I'm trying to push Miami no matter where I go, you know. Um, so yeah, that pink and teal, you could definitely like relate me to that, man, and and just the uh, 
I like the contrast and shit, man. I like I like finding the beauty and like the evil and shit and just making it like work together. You got me. Um, but yeah, just look forward to a lot more shit because I'm definitely working on it. If somebody wanted to hit you up and say, "Hey, Dissum, I, I would love for you to do something for me," how can they reach you and reach out to you? How can they hit you up? Is it Instagram? Is it a manager? Is it a, is it an no, email? Easy, easiest way is Instagram at Dissum three zero five. That's the best, quickest way, man. Because, like I said, I got ADD like a motherfucker, so I'm always <laughs> on my phone, man. I'll see that shit quick. Right, right. And have you have you done any kind of things with uh, any kind of, I mean, I don't want to say artists, but um, could be musical artists, could be any kind of celebrities. Have you done that on the low, low, and you rather not talk about it, or is that something that you're opening to saying? No, nah, yeah. I've, I've worked with, like, different, man, I'm always down to, like, collaborate. I know a lot of, like, artists are, like, weird about who they work with. Like, man, as long as you're good people, I'm open to working with people. You know, I've, I've done shit, like, you asked about the B-Rod thing earlier. That was a connect through, like, my dog Gil Graf. I did a, um, I did an album cover for him, and that's the homie I grew He used to do graffiti, man. That's my dog. Like, we grew up together. So um, I've done shit with, uh, damn, I did the Trick Daddy mural, like, I want to say our Basil last year. Man, if you if you if you're listening, please, if, especially if you're from South Florida, look up this some three hundred five on Instagram and go find out that Trick Daddy mural. For one, not only is it a dope ass mural, but it's a young it's a young Trick Daddy, which Miami. man, a lot of exactly, and that, that's that's what the proof is in the pudding. This man's talking about how he's so loyal to the city. I know, being such a fucking you know Miami dude. That that mural was a young ass Trick Daddy, and and just you, you just would not know it. You might know who Trick Daddy is. Cool, I appreciate that you do, and you're you're a fan. But if you saw the mural, you will see this a young Trick Daddy, and it's just great how he pays homage to that. And uh, uh, man, you've done Roberto Duran. Yeah. Um, you've done and, a, and dog. Yo, that that guy was like one of my favorite. He's <laughs> my favorite boxer of all time. To this day, one of the, the best. Panamanian, like. Yeah, my Panamanian history. I got, like I said, I got Miami. I got Panama tattooed on me too. Um, but yo, the love I got from that guy, like the moment I did it, man, and to me is like, yo, that's the best fighter of all time to me. You know what I'm saying? That's um, dope. Um, and to to get such love back from like a legend to me was fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? Like that. Like we we haven't met in person, unfortunately, because of, like my schedule was so crazy while I was out there. And I mean, that guy's a fucking legend, so his schedule right. was insane. But, um, yo, the next day I did that shit, that guy was hitting me up, and he was like, so what do you know? I fucking love this, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yo, beautiful dog. That shit was ill, man. So, yeah, man, I'm trying to do a lot more shit. There's a lot of more, like, Miami people I'm trying to, like, pay respect to. uh, And just larger people. I got a couple of projects in the work. Like, I got some shit in New, York, in New Orleans that I'm working on that hopefully that shit goes through. Um, The way I look at it, man, there's a lot of people that have inspired me that, that kind of come from the same place that I come from. That goes back to Andrew Gillum shit that we had talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that have, like, grown up with the same life situations that I don't know if you guys can relate to, but coming up from, like, an immigrant fa uh, immigrant family. Of course. Uh, not necessarily being, like, lower class but not being upper class either. You know what I'm saying? Like, just busting our asses to get what we got. Um, and those are the kind of people, that, man, that, that I admire and I feel like we should put a, a magnifying glass on these people because right, they're fucking right. great um, just members of society and, and they don't get the the attention they should necessarily get. The recognition. And, right, the recognition, yeah, man. And and I wanna I wanna do that for these people so that like 
the younger homies that like grow up seeing this shit could be like, you know what? Like, if these people could build what they built the way they did it under our cir- same circumstances, we could do the same shit. And and that's something that's definitely forever gonna be part of my shit. Like paying attention to those people. Is that something that you would you know? I'm I'm I would love to say that I wish I had a bunch of artists listening to our show. Um, in due time, I, th- I think you're gonna, be, you're gonna be one of the fucking you're gonna be one of the the, the, the gatekeepers. You know, you opened it up um, for those who will follow fans and artists alike. But for those who would eventually listen to this, what what kind of suggestions? What kind of advice? And I know you're not like that type of dude to be like, hey man, you know, I, th- I think you're more so like, hey, everybody's life is different, and wherever it takes you, you know, ride the wave and blah blah blah. But what kind of advice would you give to those people who are paying attention right now, especially the artists, you know, who kind of want some influence? They don't have to be graffiti artists. They might be. Uh, they don't have to be fine artists. They might be whatever it is. Creatives. Yeah, yeah creatives. What, what, what do you tell those type of people, especially for you to be saying creatives? I, I'm going to start saying creatives from here on out, like creatives. I don't even want to say artists. Creatives. I like that. Just work. That's it. Work. You know what I'm saying? I think you you. If you don't work, you're not gonna accomplish shit. And if you come up with excuses, you're never gonna work. You know what I'm saying? It's just work. That's it. To me, is as long as you you work, you keep yourself busy, and you create. Yo, it's same shit we said earlier, man. Opportunity means uh, preparation means opportunity. That's it, man. Like once once preparation meets opportunity, that's that's a golden moment, and that's that's you gotta open that door, run through it. But you're never gonna be prepared if you don't work. You know what I mean? That's it. Put in the work and everything else will fall in place. I like that. It's very uh nope. very, very common grounds for just about any kind of a it's specialty not, or goal. I don't think it's hard, bro. I think it's real fucking simple. Same as like those words, like just fucking work. Once you work, you don't get it. And 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 even if it's not the best work, if you put in not the best work, you're gonna find out that that's not your best work and you're gonna you're gonna fix right, it. You're right. gonna adapt, you know. But if you don't I think I think for you and I, Gus it falls more on the, uh, as a coach, as a coach for mixed martial arts and even personal training, but more so mixed martial arts, put in the repetition. The repetition is the work. Right. Uh, I, I can't tell if you got a good jab, a lazy jab, a strong jab, if you don't give me a thousand jabs. Well, but it, it, applying it to what you guys do, like, are you, are you going to take your time on training somebody that hasn't put in the work? Probably not. You got what I'm saying? Like, okay. so so if, if, if a guy comes up to you and you, you can tell he's been working, you're going to be like, I got to, I got to, you're going to get a s- different type of respect for this, man. You know what I'm saying? So once, I think once you put in the work, man, people start acknowledging the work and you'll be surrounded by the people that should be surrounding you. You got me? But if if you just stay waiting for the right people and waiting for the r- shit without doing shit, nothing's going to happen. I like that. I like that. Because I think it's, it kind of falls in the same neighborhood of uh, if you hang around shit. This is one of my uh, favorite lines, in case anybody wants to wants to quote me on it. If you hang around shit, you're bound to attract flies. True. So if you hang around people who are, you know, go-getters, putting in that effort, business people, even if it's not your business, even if you don't go as hard as they do, whatever it might be, if you're surrounded by these good influences, these these, these positive people, shit's bound to turn around for you if you if you adapt and apply what it is that they teach you. And um I don't. I don't think that many artists say something like that. But then again, I don't know. You know, this is why I love the fact that you're here, dog. That you know you're exposing us to, to that that different aspect of of what our our viewers and our future viewers and our subscribers would be used to. And uh, you definitely opened me up. You know, I think that Gus, you know, yeah. by all means as well. Big time. 
can't can't speak for him, but I know he agrees with that, man. And um, again, so listen, anybody listening right now, if you want to follow this, I mean, you got to go to D I S E M three zero five. I love that shit because it's just right next door to myself. <laughs> and before we get to uh, my handle or Gus's handle, go follow this dude, man. He he's got amazing work, amazing artistry. I don't, I'm not an artist. I don't know how to categorize it, but I know this guy's got like three, four different five styles. That's fucking phenomenal. He keeps, you know, he keeps doing what he does. And the, the best part about it is not once have we talked about anything monetary. Not once have we said, hey, if you want to buy this, if you want to buy that, this dude is like straight from the heart. Like he just, he does what he loves. Uh, by all means, there's a certain price for for a certain amount of, you know, uh, of work and, 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 and effort that you put into something but that's that's the business aspect of it. We haven't spoken any kind of business. This man's heart's in the right place in regards to expressing himself, uh, standing up for his people, the Latin race, the Panamanian <clears throat> connections, and and how he's trying to you know kind of combine the hoods and the uh, the upper class people by art and and by art meaning by expression, by love, by peace, by all that. And it's been a fucking amazing honor to have this man on. I appreciate it so much, dog. Like, I really do. You have no idea, dude. I appreciate it. Guys, go follow him. Dism305, D-I-S-E-M-305. I know he's got so many things coming up. You want to get on board now before this man ignores all your fucking DMs. <laughs> he's not in his head like, nah, nah, not me. Check out the Instagram and also check out his website at dismart.com. Serious, 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 great fucking work of art there. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Again, follow us on BlackShape305. That's my handle on Instagram. You got Gus Villamil, G-U-S-V-I-L-L-A-M-I-L on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube, guys. We're finally up and running. We got shit, a lot of shit popping up on YouTube. If you're into watching the videos, go ahead, Bubba. Dog, um, Panama Mural Fest um, on IG, at Panama Mural Fest. And can I give a birthday shout out to my dog? Man, you can get more than that, dude. You give the fuck you birthday, want. I love it. Birthday shout out to my dog, Porno, man. It's his birthday today. I got of my all names, dog. Porno. Did this guy just do that? I love yeah. it. I love that he did. Porn. That's his literally, like, is that his na- yeah. nickname or is that his fucking I, I, IG I, I've name? I've gotten into trouble for writing that shit too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled just like that, Porno? Yeah, yeah, that's my dog. Uh, tell me this man is fucking bitches left and right. <laughs> I, I don't know about no more. I know now he's stuck on one, but who knows about <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Porno. I hope your dick don't fall off, bro. I hope you made it this far and everything's good. I think it's dope that your boys over here giving you a shout out for your birthday, man. Hey, G, thank you for coming on board, man. I hope everybody out there listening goes and follows this guy. And then stay in tune, dude. I love artists. Guys, if you're listening, man, and you're an artist, if you got some type of artistic standpoint, perspective in life, man, I want to hear about it. The viewers want to hear about it. I'm so glad that we had this man be the first one to uh, pop the black sheep uh, perspective cherry in regards to this art world, man. I, I feel like I'm such a fucking dumbass. There's so many levels to this shit, and I want to learn all about it, dude, straight up, man. Awesome. Hey, some, thank you, brother. Gus, tell people something before we cut out of here, man. January 25th. Ow, Puerto Rico. I'm taking next. I can't wait, man. And fucking, yo, and it's going to be a blessing if if, yeah. uh, if uh, Elvin gets to fight on the same card, man. So everybody listening... Get ready for that fight. I hope we can do something where Dissom comes over there and motherfucking 
spray paints on some the opponent's fucking forehead, whatever, dog. <laughs> Wait, dog. Let me know, man. Let's make that shit Yo, everybody out there, man. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned in. Keep following us. Spread the word, man. This is just the beginning. Love, peace, man. And everybody take care. Thank you. Deuces. Fire! Appreciate My brother, bro. I love it. Like I said I hate these things, bro. Nah, what? Look at him killed it. This guy's a fucking natural. He taught, yeah, yeah. He just played it down. Are you? No, I feel like I fucked up way more than he did, dude. This man was so natural, man. <laughs>